Hello, Angie Gerber here, and welcome to my podcast, Awareness. Once you know, you can't unknow. A place you can come to start thinking and shifting your thoughts to finally create the results you truly, truly desire. It'll shift your mindset and give you strategies to get out there and get it done. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about how much the words we use really matter. You know, when I was uh, probably in my early 20s, I had this friend and we had been friends since, I don't know, we were probably 15, 14, 15 years old and been through a lot, you know, ups and downs, friends with, you know, other we had friends in common, we went through boyfriend drama, all the stuff that you do in your high school, you know, late teen, early 20s. Uh, and I, I know that we'd party together a lot, you know, and I just saw this uh, progression of just how mad she would get when she would be drinking. And it always usually ended in her and her boyfriend in some sort of a fight. And you just kind of knew it was going to happen. So one night we went out and I could see where the night was going. And I, um, I kind of, well, I stopped, stopped my parting part of it because I knew that I would be driving. And indeed, that's where it came, came to at the night's end. And of course, her and her boyfriend got in a argument or a fight of some sort or whatnot. And she just w- would get really angry, really mad. Um, not not the best drunk to be around, that's for sure, towards the end. And she, uh, I was driving her car, and she was just so upset, belligerent, just pissed off at the world, and all of a sudden turned on me. And I'm driving us down the highway, and she reaches over and is trying to shut the car off and take the keys out of the ignition, which back then, that was probably late 90s. Yeah, it was late 90s. Uh, you know, that I don't. It's it's a really scary thing because <laughs> you could I don't know if she could have actually pulled the keys out or not how the car you know how it worked back then but all I know is that I was scared for my life and I somehow while driving down the highway got her to stop and then she got so mad she punched the windshield from the inside passenger seat and just shattered it and I was just whoa like this had gone steps further than it had ever gone before. And now, you know, I was always helping her and consoling her when they would fight or her and her boyfriend as it always ended up, whatever. And this time it got personal and it got, you know, to me. And all of a sudden she's turning on me when, what did I do? And putting my life at risk. So I just, I drove her right to her parents' house. I got her dad. I'm just like, I'm done. When she wakes up in the morning, I don't know if she'll remember this or not, but tell her I'm done. Do not call me. And, you know, I, I remember I was actually up at, at college at UMD in Duluth. And I, I, I remember laying on the couch or just being home and my roommate and she would just keep answering the phone and she'd just be like, you're still not here. I'm like, nope. And for many, many days, weeks, I would not take her calls. It's like, nope, nope. 
and knew what exactly what to say. Just nope, she's not here. She's not here. She's not here. And she, I, I remember saying that almost depressed, like mourning the loss of a relationship because I knew I could not be part of that toxic relationship anymore, especially when it had got to the point it had got to. Uh, so I, you know, just cut it off. And she had wrote, she also wrote me a letter apologizing. But the interesting part about it was in her, this apology letter, it became so clear in that moment when I read that letter for the first time, how you actually apologize to a person and more importantly, how you don't. Because she wrote this letter and her apology was so sincere and so, you know, nice and heartfelt and I could feel it. And then almost after every point of apology, she'd say, but all of it, the whole letter was filled with but. Da 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 da, I'm so sorry, but. And if I da da da, but. And oh, so sweet and nice and heartfelt, but. And it, it was in that moment that I realized what really taking 100% responsibility for your actions. And when you apologize to someone, if you say, but, that completely negates anything you just said. I mean, feel it, think about it. And if it's something that you do, I encourage you to become aware of it. The one thing about thinking into results and all this material that I coach to, and the beautiful thing is once you become aware, you can't become unaware. So start listening to yourself. Start listening to the people around you and just really understand that if you're using the word but, especially when you're apologizing or trying to, you know, take responsibility, you're negating everything you just said and taking it away. It's really powerful when you understand that. And it's from that point forward, I've tried really, really hard with intentionality to not say but. And I have other, I have another friend that does it all the time. I mean, man, she just cannot be wrong. <laughs> Everything is like, but, and always justifying, well, it could have been, or at least it's not, or da da da, you know, and it's just like, come on, you know, just take responsibility. We're all human. We're never going to be perfect. And these people that strive to be perfect are just never be wrong and never take 100% ownership. I just encourage you, try taking 100% ownership. You will have the power you feel you actually give yourself power back, even though it's viewed as powerless and that you're giving it away. When you take 100% responsibility, I promise you there's power in it. So a word to use instead of but, and, and, say and, it will change everything. Another thing when you're apologizing or talking to someone or trying to get your point across, instead of saying you, you did this, you made me feel this way, you came at me this way, you did this, you, start replacing you with I. I felt this way when this happened. I went to this feeling. I felt that 
You know, and it could be something where you're talking enjoyed. It's not always has to be negative. Say I as much as you can instead of you. Come from your point of view. If you take you out, especially if you're having hard conversations, the other person will be much more receptive when you're making it from your point of view and using I instead of you. So those are just two things that I've been thinking about and have come across this last week. And the other thing would be goal setting. You know, I'm talking to so many entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, realtors, just a lot of different people over these past couple months on on goal setting. And they're like, well, I'm going to try to, or I want this, or I want to do that. You know, there is no try. There's no such thing as try. If you're trying to do something, you're just giving yourself an easy out. Because try is just like, meh, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I'm going to try it. Like you go and you try skiing. Like my daughter today, we went skiing for her first time. She's 10. She killed it. She loved it. Yeah, she tried. She didn't know what she was going to do or how it was going to go. And even with that, she could have gone at it a little bit different. So instead of saying try or want, especially with goal setting, that those words cannot be in your goal setting. Use the word intend. I intend to, or I look forward to, you know, taking the try out or the want out and going at it with actual intentionality. You know, when you're making these goals, I want you to make definite, irrevocable decisions that it's going to happen. And in order for you to make those commitments and feel that feeling and connect to it emotionally, you've got to want it. You got to want it bad. So when you're goal setting or when you're looking back, you know, we're already halfway through February, over halfway through February. So we're a month and a half into the new year. Where are you at on your goals? Are you still as excited as you were on day one? And if not, you know, think about using the words progress, expansion, advancement, flourish, increase. These words matter. It matters how you write your goal out, how you speak it out loud, how you use auto-suggestion to visualize and connect emotionally to your goals every day. And if you're just trying to do something, that's not going to cut it. So that's some words to definitely be thinking about as you're going through this. The other, I uh, this came up in my household again. And I know we all have our own little things that we do with ourselves and with our, you know, significant others, our kids, our people we work with, maybe hate. The word hate. I really am trying to get my kids to choose a different word. Because I think feel truly there's already enough hate out there. We don't need to be spewing more hate people. <laughs> we we really don't. It's taken care of. Let's just find another word. So, you know, I, I asked them to maybe use the word dislike or not my favorite, or I would rather. But hate, I mean, at least when I was growing up, that was a really strong word. And for you to hate something, I don't know. 
I just think there's a different word, different way to go about it. So I, that's another one that we talk about. And oh, the other one that I catch so many people using and I used to use all the time is starving. I'm so starving whenever my kids say that. And I don't know when it flipped a switch for me, but now I'm just like, you know what? Actually, I, I could, maybe we should go on a trip and I can actually show you people that are truly starving. You're hungry. You've got plenty all around you. You can get food at any time, any place, anywhere within your environment. You are not starving. You are hungry. And I just think it's interesting perspective to uh, teach at least my kids and give them a different viewpoint of, you know, how much their words really truly do matter when they use hate and they use starving and try and you made me feel this way or you this or you do that. And we talk about choice. We talk about, you know, how it can lead to good consequences and bad consequences. And it's just, Again, another way that words, they really do matter. And so many of us just don't think about it or don't realize it. And again, 90 to 95% of the population are just going through their day not thinking at all. So I, I really thought this was important just to touch on today how much words truly matter. And on top of that, your subconscious is always eavesdropping on your thoughts. So not only spoken words, but what you're thinking. You know, when you're looking in the mirror as you're getting ready in the morning or when you're first getting up, are you finding the good at what you're seeing or thinking? Or is it going right to the negative? Oh, look at the bags under my eyes. Or, oh my gosh, I got to get these last... 10, 20 pounds off. I just, I'm feeling so fat or I wish this or, oh, I, I want to do that instead, you know, and, and making it in a negative sense. Because what I encourage you to do is find the good and find the gratitude in what you're looking at or what you're doing and then go from there and go with, I intend to <laughs> and turn it into something that's a goal are something that you can work towards, but not focusing on the negative. So many of us get up in the morning and we go right into where we left off the day before and thinking about negative stuff or what went wrong or, you know, just living living in the past. And the, th the thing is, and what took me a while to understand and is so freeing once you understand it and really work at it, because you will have to work at it every day, is that what is in the past and what is done, even yesterday is done and you cannot change it. You can learn from it. You can do better. You can make different choices. You can't go back and change it. What's done is done. So focus on what you can do, what you can change where you can go from here. And words matter. Words matter. Focus on the words that will get you into a good vibration and a good feeling that connect you emotionally in a good state of mind and not negative. And if you're saying these negative words, pay attention to them, write them down and think about what word you could use instead. Even just do that with one word a day or one word a week. Be like, I'm going to focus on not saying this anymore and I'm going to use this word instead. <laughs> 
put a rubber band around your wrist and every time you say it, snap it just as a little reminder. But pay attention because words really do matter. Again, what you're thinking and what you're saying will cause you to feel a certain way from emotional state is how we take our action or no action. And it's from taking action or no action that we get our results. So if you're not liking your results, back it up. It's because you're taking action, actions that you may not want to take because you're feeling a way you don't want to feel that's not going to get you to your goal, all because of what you're thinking and saying. It starts with your thinking. So start thinking into results, realizing that the words you're thinking and the words you're saying out loud really, really do matter. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And if you like what you heard, feel free to share, like, subscribe, follow, do whatever it is you do. I'd love to get this out to as many people as possible because it truly all does start with awareness. Once you know, you cannot unknow and it changes everything. And of course, if I can help in any way, I'm here and happy to do so. Until next time, make it a good one.